the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. In today's episode, we're sharing a presentation from MaxLawCon 2022. Keep listening to hear Tyson Mutrix as we share his talk, What Kind of Mickey Mouse Operation Is This? You can also head to the Maximum Lawyer YouTube channel to watch the full video. Now to the episode. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. I absolutely love Disney. Just raise of hands. And I know that many of the, you that are parents, have you heard that? Raise your hands. That song? Yeah. Get stuck in your head. How many of you have been to Disney World? Yeah. I mean, Disney is a marketing juggernaut, but operationally, it is an operational masterpiece, what Disney is. It is 27,000 acres. That's how big that land is. And it's interesting because when Disney was building Disney World, he was constantly reminded of the mistake that he had made with Disneyland. Because the mistake that he made was not keeping it a secret, what he was building. Because what had happened was, is he bought the little plot of land for Disneyland, and then people heard about it, and then started buying up all the land around Disneyland so he could not expand and actually build what he originally wanted to do. With Disney World, he had teams that secretly went out, shell company after shell company after shell company, to go out and buy land. And he actually hired a former CIA agent to, to actually do all the covert ops. It was a really interesting thing what he did to be able to build Disney World. And by the end, people started to get wind as to what he was doing and they started to buy up land and it probably cost him a little bit extra money. But overall, that 27,000 acres, roughly 43 square miles, he got it for fairly cheap, right? It is just an operational masterpiece. When it comes to Walt himself, he really had four keys to success. And it's in something that you've probably heard before. Dream, believe, dare, do. Have you all heard that before? Dream, believe, dare, do. And what he believed was is dream beyond the realities of today. Dream beyond the realities of today. He was a dreamer. And many of you are dreamers. I, I, I do know that believe, believe in sound values. Hopefully many of you, because you've listened to Jim and I talk about this a lot, is having core values. Hopefully you 
thought about the core values, but believing in sound values. There is a reason why Walt resisted selling alcohol in parks, right? He believed in sound values. He wanted the parks to be about family. Okay. He wanted them to be about family. He had very sound values. Dare, dare to make a difference. Be different, right? Make a difference. Really important. And then just go out and do it. Do. Go out and do the work, right? I talked about execution yesterday. Go out and do the work. Get it done. When I was talking about the masterpiece, uh, operationally, what Disney is, I mean, I don't know what if many of you realize the things that they do on a daily basis to maintain those parks. Every single night, they go around, there's a crew with touch-up paint. And every little nick is touched up with paint. Every single night. Not quarterly, not weekly, not yearly. It's every single night a crew goes out and does it. Another thing that they do is they go out and they replace trees and shrubs that need to be replaced every single night. And the reason why they do that is to make sure that it looks like opening day every day. That's one of their themes. They want to make sure it's opening day every day. When you've arrived at Disney for the first time, and I want you to think about those of you that have been, think about your first visit. And hopefully it was a very, very pleasant visit. And just think about how clean everything was and how just magical the feeling was. I just, I'm thinking about it now and I just, I get these chills because I just loved it so much. Every 30 feet, there's a trash can. I don't know if you realize that. That's part of the reason why it's so clean. Every 30 feet in a park is a trash can. And the reason why they did that is they, for a long time, they were tracking people and they were saying, okay, at what point do people start to litter? And they realized 30 feet. So they were looking at the data, they were collecting the data, they were looking at it and they said, okay, this is something we need to do. Another thing is that every employee is responsible for picking up gum. And it's amazing. If you've been on Main Street USA, you don't see, if you go to a lot of these theme parks, you'll see like little splotches of gum all over the park, right? Not in Disney. You do not see that. If someone has happened to have dropped a piece of gum and someone has actually stepped on it, they scrub it up immediately and get it off the ground. They take meticulous detail. Something else that they do is they actually will, they have a rule where there's no gum or peanuts sold on site. It's really interesting. You cannot find a pack of gum in all of Disney World. Just amazing. And I'm going to pull up my slides and what you're going to notice is many of these are just pictures of me and my family. That's all these are. These all these slides are going to be. You're not going to have to write down any of the notes on these slides, but there's some key points that I want to point out as to why Disney is so successful and some of the things that maybe you can do with your firms to make your firm successful. And the first is really a sense of place, okay? A sense of place. And what I mean by that is a sense of belonging, right? When we arrive at Disney World, we feel like we belong. This is a picture of my coffee cup. We like to say at the Grand Floridian, it's right on the water. It's just wonderful. And we feel when we are there, we are at home. I think about this a lot of times when it comes to just handling cases and running the law firm. I think of Jim when it comes to immigrant home, right? 
a lot of his clients feel like they're at home. We spend a lot of time with our people and how they talk to our clients, how they talk with our clients. We want our clients to feel very comfortable. They've got a place finally. We hear this all the time. We thought that attorneys were just jerks. We thought that they were selfish. We thought that they only cared about themselves. And you all make us feel like we are at home. So that's something I want you to focus on, finding a place for them. The next one is the sense of being special. So these are magic bands and the actual style of them has changed a little bit. I think this is the first time we went to Disney World. In some of the pictures, you'll see how they changed a little bit. But whenever you're there, you feel special just because you're a customer. And if you kind of think through your case processes and what can you do for your clients to make them feel special just because they are one of your clients. One of the things that we do is they, they are, uh, our, our people know to talk us up as attorneys, right? You know, Anthony Laramore is one of the me best medical malpractice attorneys in the state of Missouri. You're going to be in really, really good hands with him. And when a client hears that, all of that apprehension about actually hiring a lawyer and actually hiring this particular lawyer, it melts away. So think about the things that you can do in your firms to make your clients feel special. And maybe that's a John Fisher shock and awe box. You know, maybe that's what, one of the things that you do. Think about the things that you can do to make them actually feel special just because they're a client. Another thing that is really, really special about Disney is the sense of community that they create. I would like to think that Maxim Lawyer has done a pretty good job of building a community, right? When you come to this conference, it is different than most conferences. And it's funny to, to explain it to somebody before they've been here. It's almost like trying to explain a cult. It's really hard to do sometimes. I'm sure that many of you had that conversation. I've heard some of you talk about uh, your spouses calling Max Law a cult. I think it's kind of funny. But that community is really, really important. What can you do in your firms to build that community? Another thing that they do is exclusivity, right? You can, you, you let them see, you let your customers see what they can have access to, but they can't have access to it unless they upgrade to it. And many of these things, I'm not going to give you all the answers. I'm just going to give you some ideas and you all need to go back and think about them. What are some things that you can do to build that community, but then also have that little bit of exclusivity out there to upgrade? And those of you that have the subscription services, it's going to be a little bit easier for you, right? A little bit easier for you. If I were to do immigration, I think maybe what you could do is you could do an upcharge for you know certain select services. You could do things like that. Again, I don't have all the answers, but that is something that Disney does really, really well. The Guild is Maximum Lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you're granted exclusive access to quarterly in-person events around the country. The next Mastermind is coming up on July 20th and 21st in Denver, Colorado, featuring hot seat sessions and personal coaching with renowned performance coach Jason Selk. This event will give you the opportunity to work directly with Jason, who has helped countless high-performing individuals and teams reach their full potential. During the hot seat sessions, you'll gain valuable insights and learn strategies to help you overcome the challenges you're facing in your practice. For a limited time, you can get your ticket at the lowest early bird price. Head to maxlawevents.com to join now and reserve your spot at the upcoming Guild Mastermind.
This other part, this is one of my favorite parts, is engagement. They do engagement, involvement, active roles, and active participation. And clients want to usually take a part in their cases. They want to have an active role. Now, there are sometimes some people that say, I'm going to pay you, you do the rest of the work, and that's fine. But many times they want to have an active role. And with something that Disney does, this is my daughter, and she is dressed up. Does, who, who is this? Who's this princess? Belle, right? She's dressed up like Belle. And we went into this room inside the castle and we got to walk around and they got to play roles. This is my son, Jackson, and he has got to play the role of the horse, Philippe. So Jackson got to play the role of Philippe. We paid to do this, but we were a part of the show, right? We paid to come in there, but we got to be part of it. So what can you do in your firms to have your clients a part of the process, have them play a role in the process, be involved in the process? It's really, really important. Another thing that Disney does really, really well is if you are a regular customer, they reward you. Now, this is not necessarily a reward, but if you look down, there's the lanyard and see the little pins. Something that many, many people that go to Disney World do is they will go every single year and they will put pin after pin after pin and they'll have the year on there that they've been. Um, does anybody in here do that? Yes. We, yeah, we got, we got a couple people do it. And what can you do in your firm to reward your clients? Now, I don't know how many of you actually have a... a some sort of practice where you might have a returning client, right? So I, I don't know what you can do in your practices to actually do that, but you can reward them. It's not like a coffee program where you can stamp a card or whatever, but you should think about things that you can do to reward your clients for coming back. Another thing that they do really well, and we talk about this and Ryan McKean talks about this all the time is when it comes to employee culture, right? Um, having that really tight knit culture, making sure it's a culture where uh, people want to join your firm. This is my son, Hudson. He's wearing a goofy hat. This is my daughter, Emma. She's wearing another hat. She's, she's got Disney clothes all over her. But it's having that culture where customers want to promote you, right? Having that great customer-client culture where they want to talk about you. And it can be really, really easy sometimes to just think of our clients as numbers. Um, I went through that phase. And about four or five years ago, we redid everything because clients were turning into a number to us. Okay. How much money are they going to make us on this case? So it's, it, and, and what we did is we went back, we went back to the drawing board and we started to think of our clients as actual human beings and asking them, how have these injuries affected your lives? Asking them about the hobbies that they do on a daily basis. You know, what's your religion? Okay. And the reason why we don't know that, have you missed church? Have you missed all the activities that come along with attending your church? Well, okay, one of my clients, she was an artist. She had injured her shoulder. She's retired. The only thing that she cared about in the entire world was painting. For six months, she could not paint, okay? That was a significant impact to her. Think about how you can support your, your customers, your clients, support that culture, create a great culture where because you're caring about them as a human being, they're going to go out and talk about you, right? They're going to want to put on your firm shirt. They're going to want to put on the firm hat and say how great you are. Another thing is, is that Disney does really, really well is creating physical spaces where 
you can go and it's a talking point. This is one where they have a sign that, that with a photographer set up and you go and you stand there, they take a photo and you don't know what's going to be below you. They just say, hey, make this face. And then in your app shows uh, pops up this picture and it's a cool little activity that you can do. They also have other photo opportunities, another picture of Emma, another picture of Jackson, where you can go and you can take photographs and it's a fun little thing, right? These physical spaces. And the reason why I brought this up is think about your offices. Think about whenever a client comes in and what their experience is like. What do they experience? This is something that is an afterthought for most of us. It's something that we don't think about. Who is the first person that they're going to talk to? What's the first thing that they're going to see? When they're parking at your building, where are they going to park? Are they, are they going to have street parking? Are they going to have lot parking? Is parking free? Is it paid? If you've got garage parking, whenever they come upstairs, are you going to stamp their ticket? All of these things, think about these physical spaces and how it affects your clients' lives. For us, we cannot be in any building that has stairs only. There's just, it's just not a building we can be in. We have injured clients. Many times they're on crutches. Many times they're in a wheelchair. We have to have physical spaces that make sense for our clients. So this is something that you want to think through, think it through what works for your clients. And maybe for some of you that uh, if you do trademarks or if you do immigration where someone comes to the United States and it's, they've actually become a U.S. citizen, you create physical spaces for your clients whenever they get a settlement check, right? Create spaces for them to be happy. And, for, and really think about it as a photo opportunity. You can, you can create spaces for a photo opportunity. Recognition, okay? This is the next thing. And this picture really has nothing to do with recognition except for I like that his hands are up in the air. This is again, Jackson. Recognize your clients for their wins. And I'm not talking about necessarily your wins in the courtroom or your wins for something they did on their case. Recognize your clients whenever something's going on in their lives. Something that we do really, really well in our firm is whenever something happens, whether it's something good or bad, we will send them either a care package or we will send them a card, whatever it may be. And it goes a very long way to building that goodwill with our clients. Because how many of you every once in a while have an angry client? Raise your hands. Okay. How much easier is it to have a conversation with that angry client when you've sent them a care package over the last few months? Pretty damn easy. They're going to give you a little bit of grace. So recognize your clients. Know your clients. This, that's part of it too, is understanding who your clients are, knowing what's going on with their lives, in their lives, staying in communication with them, and then recognizing them for it. And then the last one I want to go over, again, just a picture. It's just a picture. It's just me and my family. It has really nothing to do with my presentation other than this. There is a Mickey in here. And I think on this one, just Mickey, do you know what they call employees at Disney? They're cast members, right? There is a very uh, specific proprietary language that they have at Disney. And having that language inside your firm is important. And I want to point that out to you because we have things like we theme everything. And that's something that Disney does really, really well is they theme everything. So we do things like we've got these pre-deposition calls. We have them called fact-finding calls. We have injury impact calls. We theme a bunch of different things. And we do that both internally so people know what things are, but then also that, so clients know what they are and what to expect. And they, they look, them as, look at them as, uh, as benchmarks 
in their case. We call our people peeps, right? So we've got that proprietary language where we call our people peeps. They've got passion. They've got energy. They've got, they energize other people. They execute and they have edge. They're peeps. That's why we call them peeps. So having that own proprietary language is something that Disney does really, really well that you can apply to your firms as well that also helps with that firm culture. So I'm going to leave you with this. We got 40 seconds, so pretty good on time. I want you to go out. I want you to think about these things. I'm going to read them off really quick again. See how you can apply them to your firm. Sense of place. Sense of being special because you're a client. Having communities and membership. Four, engagement, involvement, active roles, and active participation. Five, reward your clients. Six, have a great client culture. Seven, having physical spaces for your clients and understanding how those affect your clients. Eight, recognition recognize your clients and nine having that proprietary language so i'll leave you with this go out dream believe dare do thank you thanks for listening to the maximum lawyer podcast, lawyer podcast. to stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, more content. go to maximumlawyer.com maximum have a great week and catch you next time.